You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Welcome to the Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama. I'm Jack Ward with David Alt, and uh, you know I'm feeling a little dead tired myself to come to think of it. Uh, <laughs> is that a veiled reference to tonight's show? I'm not sure. I'm just pumping myself up, but I'm not sure if I should remark how well you know me <laughs> or how well you read the scripts, dear David. I, I, I never read the scripts. You should know <laughs> this. Right. But yes, this is an exhausting time of year for me as we move to the second semester and a very tight show as tonight's features are the first two episodes of How I Died by Vincent Dejani. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. How I Died contains adult language and themes that may be inappropriate for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Stick around after each episode for some director's commentary. Audio Media presents How I Died. Stop talking. Stop talking. You the new doctor here? Deep breath. Hello? Hmm? <sighs> it's too early for this shit. Oh. Hi. What did you say? I asked if you were the new doctor here. Y- yeah, I am. I'm John Spacer. Are you Sheriff Crowley? No. It's just, I've been waiting here almost an hour. On the phone, they told me to get here ASAP, and I just figured... Next time? We'll tell the victim to die faster, so you don't have to wait as long. I didn't mean it like that. I I just meant... Sorry. I'm just here to let you into the pathology lab. Go ahead in. The sheriff will be bringing in the body soon. The hospital cafeteria is open 24-7, in case you need a cup of coffee or anything. Do they have any tea? I don't drink coffee, and I could really use a cup right now. I don't know. I drink coffee. Off to another great start. Man, this is a pretty big lab. Especially for a small town. That's two whole walls of cold drawers over there. A sink to my right. Pretty big operating table right in the center. (laughs) Shit. You can do this. You can do this. It's not like last time. Nobody knows. Just relax. Dr. Spacer? (sighs) Yeah, I'm here. Hey there, Doc. I've got a present for you. Who's the victim? Nice to meet you, too. I'm Sheriff Fran Crowley. Oh, you're the sheriff. Oh, 
You're the coroner. I... It, it wasn't that. I... I'm a forensic pathologist, actually. <sighs> Look. It's late. I'm sure you're tired. I know I am. So let's just disregard the sexism for a minute, shall we? I'd rather enjoy the short time we have together. I'm sorry? What... what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I didn't mean you'll end up like her here, okay? I just mean you'll cycle out eventually. Nobody sticks around here long. You said her. The victim is a woman? Do you have a case file for me? Bare minimum. We just found her. This is... essentially blank. Female, age 31. Doesn't seem to be a name. We have a wallet or personal effects? Got her purse. But we don't need it. That there is Maggie Lane. Did you know her personally? Because we're both women? Uh, no, I... <laughs> Relax. I'm just messing with you. I am striking out all over the place this morning, huh? Yeah, well, after how tense tonight has been, I needed the laugh. What... what happened to her? Don't know. What I do know is that we've got a missing husband and child. Someone called this in from their house phone, but by the time we arrived, all we found was Maggie here. How strange. My deputies are looking for the husband now. Personally, my bet is he poisoned her, took the kid, and fled. But that's what you're here to confirm, Mr. Coroner. A forensic pathologist, actually. It's lower on the totem pole. Sure. Whatever. Look, just confirm for me what I already know, okay? It's been a long night. Hello? Hello? Um, do you hear that? Hear what? Oh, uh, nothing. Must just be something in the lab. I'm just ready to get to work, if you don't mind. Whatever, Doc. Don't go loopy on us already, okay? Took us long enough to replace the last one. I should really get scrubbed up. I'm leaving. Let's see what you can do. <sighs> yeah. Let's see if I'm cut out for this. Hello? Alright, let me get my mic set up for dictation. And we can start. What is happening? Don't destroy. Where am I? It's currently Wednesday morning, 4.24 a.m. This is Dr. Jonathan Spacer conducting postmortem analysis on case number 1328. 31-year-old female, 117 pounds, uh, 5 foot 3 inches tall, it looks like. Hey, you! I have a name, you know. She was pronounced dead at the scene approximately 3 a.m. after a 911 call. Cause of death is currently unknown. First responders noted no signs of pulse or breathing, but they did notate some marks on her neck. Is this... Is this heaven? I'll be examining the body for any other notable external markings before beginning surgery. Am I... Am I dead? Uh, yes. You're a ghost. Welcome to the afterlife. Wow. If I, if I would have known, I never... Wait. You're alive. But you can hear me. How? 
Is that really important right now? I... I guess not. So... This is what it's like to die? This... Is not the escape I was promised. Technically, this is what happens after you die. Well, who are you? Where is everyone else? My name is John. I'm a doctor. It's just... It's just us in the lab. And it's my job to figure out how you ended up here so we can put whoever did it behind bars. <laughs> it's a little late for that. It doesn't really matter who killed us now, does it? Have you done this before? You don't seem freaked out to see me. Actually, this is a pretty standard post-mortem exam. I've done a dozen of these on cadavers, but... But... what? Puta madre, you've never done it on a real case? Holy shit. Calm down. You're not the first ghost I've seen, if that's what you're wondering. I've done plenty of autopsies with ghosts nearby, it's just... This is the first one on my own, and... I don't really know what to say to you right now. You don't need to say anything to me. Just write down that my husband, Mark Lane, poisoned me and Danny. Yeah. You guys always try to tell us, but I need hard evidence to put down on the report. We're dead. There's your evidence. We? Is Danny your daughter? <sighs> Damn it, you don't know anything. Sheriff Fran should have just done this without you. Note, the victim does not appear to have any other external markings on her body, outside of what appears to be some red marks around her neck and chest. I'm going to check for signs of sexual assault. You're... You're going to what? Just get someone else in here to do this, kid. Look, you're dead. I know it's probably a lot to take in right now, but this situation is stressful for both of us, so... Figure out some way to deal with this so that I can get back to work. You're an insensitive ass, you know that? I'm trying to help you. So I suggest you let me do my job before your husband gets away with murder. Gets away with murder? For the record, there are no signs of sexual assault. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said Mark was going to get away with murder. What does that mean? Hmm. Looking at the victim's wrist, I see a slight shadow or an indentation. Did you used to wear a bracelet here? I... I used to. It was a gift from me, Mama. An old family heirloom. It must have been a large bracelet to make that kind of outline. Note, return to this later. If the victim's wrist still has an indent from the bracelet even though it's not there, this could be an indication of some sort of skin or bruising problem. You think the fact that I've got an indent on my wrist is important? I think every detail could be important. And, and now what are you doing? I'm drawing blood for a toxicology report. Why are you wasting time? My husband killed us all. That's the important detail? Well, as soon as this report is done, we'll know what type of poison it was that killed you. No, that's not what I meant. Another note. The small red markings on the upper torso actually appear to be in a radial pattern, coming from the neck and upper chest. They don't seem to be the result of any sort of struggle. Maggie. My name is Maggie. There seems to be no damage to the epidermis around the neck. These red bumps are most consistent with an allergic reaction rash. I'll have to check the inside of the victim's throat. You're treating me like I don't even exist! What I have to say could help you! You know what? 
You're right. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just have a hard time with this stuff and working on the case at the same time. It's a little overwhelming, to be honest. Something I noticed, though. If there is something you want to tell me. Did you know Sheriff Crowley well? What? I'm assuming you saw the sheriff in here a couple of minutes ago. You called her by her first name when you were talking about her. And you got mad at me when I didn't know who Danny was. So it stands to reason that you two did know each other. Yeah, Danny went to kindergarten with Fran's son, Josh. You know, years ago, before... Before what? It's not my place. I'm... I'm going to have to cut your throat open to examine the inside. You may want to look away. Fine. Talk to me, then. What is Danny like? Oh, she was a wonderful little kid. Always so happy about everything. She loved pigs and cows. I'd always catch her at the neighbor's pens after school. She said she wanted to be a farmer when she grew up, and... And now... You'll miss her, I'm sure. Of course I'll miss her. Your kids are the light of your life. You'd do anything to keep them safe. You think you weren't able to keep Danny safe? No one could have. This world, it's no place to raise kids. She she was being bullied in school and there wasn't a damn thing I could do about it. Mark lost his job and we were going to lose our home too. We, we had no options. So you don't blame Mark? Of course I do. Mark was a bastard. We, we had Downey right out of high school, and he was cruel from the moment I got pregnant. He took out all his frustrations on me. He beat me and drank all day and night. I, I tried to keep Danny away from it, but, but I couldn't. I... I couldn't let her go on in this terrible world to... to grow up and be abused by her husband. Have the world shit on her. It's a fucking unavoidable cycle that's not worth living through. (laughs) Death is the only thing that breaks the cycle. I didn't notice any bruising or indications of past beatings during my initial exam. Are you saying I'm lying? No, not at all. I wasn't looking for the signs, so it's possible that I missed something. Can you tell me what happened tonight before you ended up here? Don't you care what I have to say now? I said I was sorry, but it's either you talk to me or we sit in silence while I operate. Fine. I, um... Let's see, uh... I, I came home, and... Um, Mark had made dinner for us, which was surprising. You don't seem so sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the details are just fuzzy because I'm dead. Did you ever think of that? Maybe. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Please continue. I came home and Mark had dinner on the table. I didn't know at the time what it was, but we ate and... 
We talked like a real family for once. He seemed happy. I was happy. And then, and then I started to have trouble breathing. An allergic reaction? That's what it felt like. It was just like itchy at first. Then it felt like someone was putting their hands around my neck, slowly choking me of air, and, and I panicked, and I hit the ground hard, and... I am seeing a similar red rash all the way down your throat, along with tightened muscles and closed airway if I push down further. This is definitely consistent with anaphylaxis. I will never forget that feeling of just sitting at the table across from him. I was so happy to look at him and watch him eat. And I squeezed Danny's hand as she ate dinner, too. And then I saw it. The look of fear in her face. My little baby saw me hit the floor. And I tried to just hold on to her as it happened. And it had to happen that way. And then I was at peace. Finally. Damn. I'm sure they'll catch Mark and find Danny safe. What? The police haven't been able to locate them yet. What do you mean? They were in the room with me. When you died? Yes. We're all deathly allergic to shellfish, and they ate the food just like I did. Maybe more. You could taste shellfish in the dish? What? No, I'm just assuming that's what it was, but you're... You're telling me that Danny and Mark are still alive? Actually, I don't know that for sure. Sheriff Crowley said there was a 911 call placed from your house, and your husband's car was missing from the driveway. The police were assuming that he took Danny and went on the run. Hold on one moment. They're... They're alive? That is impossible. I... Where are you going? I'm all done with the surgery. I think I've gleaned all of the information I can get from your body. Other than a stomach pump, of course, but you just told me what I'd find. Shellfish. Or at least something cooked with it that would be undetectable. And that sound was the toxicology report finishing up. (sighs) This was supposed to be our escape. According to this, you've got a ton of codeine painkiller in your system. Along with trace amounts of clozapine, haloperidol, loracidone, those are all antipsychotic medications. But the amounts show inconsistent and not recent usage. Why would you have that many painkillers in your system unless... That's... that's not possible. They shouldn't be alive. I saw their faces. Danny was so afraid. She couldn't breathe either. And and Mark, I know, is allergic to shellfish. They shouldn't be alive. And I shouldn't be the only one dead. Hi, I'm trying to reach Sheriff Fran Crowley. This is John Spacer. I'm the new forensic pathologist. Yeah, the new coroner. If you could ask her to come... Oh, she's still at the hospital? 
Could you radio for her to come back down to the pathology lab? Yeah. Uh, as soon as possible. Thank you. Sheriff Crowley is on her way down. Please tell her that Mark poisoned us. And if they do find him, he did it. I will, if that's what happened. Of course it's what happened. Why wouldn't it be? What did you have for dinner? What? Why? The devil is in the details. And right now, there are a few that aren't adding up. (laughs) Screw you! You don't know anything. You thought they were both dead. Screw you! Screw you! You also immediately went for shellfish as the ingredient. (laughs) How did you know? It shouldn't be... I shouldn't be dead. And that indent on your wrist was from a medical alert bracelet, wasn't it? Why did you take it off? What'd you find, Doc? I need answers now. There's a shitstorm upstairs. Sheriff. Here. Come see. Fran? Fran? Mark killed me. He, he, he tried to kill all of us, but... What? Why are you making me look at this? She, she can't hear me, can she? Fran? Fran? I assumed you'd want to know what I had found. I didn't mean like that. Jeez. Just tell me what you found. Well, she died due to a lack of oxygen from anaphylaxis after ingesting something she was allergic to. Shellfish. What? That was my guess. How did you know? That's all you have for me? I found that out already. No. No! Wait, how? We found Maggie's husband and her daughter. They're upstairs right now in the ER. You found them? You found Danny? Yeah. I was hoping you'd have more answers for me. It's not looking good. They are going to die. What happened? Danny pulled up to the ER entrance with her dad in the passenger seat before we even arrived. She drove here? Yeah. At 11 years old, too. Can you believe that? Apparently... When she realized her parents were having an attack, Danny went around looking for the EpiPens. When she couldn't find it, her father and her went to the truck. Maggie was already unresponsive at the time. Danny told the intake nurse her dad was having an attack. They gave him steroids, and now he's doing fine. Holy crap. Yeah. This was our chance. Problem is, a couple minutes later, Danny collapsed. She's having a delayed reaction? Strange. Don't know. Neither do the doctors up there. I was just with her, and she's not responding to steroids. It's too late. If she's not responding to steroids, that means... Wait. What? If I'm remembering biology correctly, which I am, allergies aren't always passed down genetically. Danny never ate fish before. So... So, Maggie has a massive amount of codeine in her system. If she was the one who tried to poison the family, then maybe she gave Danny codeine as well. You're thinking Maggie did this? What in the hell is the extension of the ER? Ah. Hey, this is Dr. Spacer in the pathology lab. You have a patient, a young girl named Danny Lane, who isn't responding to treatment, right? I'm pretty certain she's suffering from some overdose of codeine and antipsychotic meds. Run a urine or a blood test to confirm, but she's going to need her stomach pumped ASAP. Yeah, 
Actually, send the test down and I can run it myself. Thanks. She, she wasn't supposed to suffer. Neither of us were. But, Mark... How can you prove any of this? Well, she... Uh, I... I can't. Really. Then how do you know? And how did you know their daughter's name was Danny anyway? Oh, I... It just must have been something that I heard around town. I'm kind of used to a big city, so maybe the small town gossip is getting to me. Rumors aren't going to cut it here, okay? I'm going back upstairs to see if we can question Mark. He's conscious, but at this point, it's his word against a dead woman's. I hope he does get blamed for it. He took this away from all of us! That's it. Sheriff... Wait. What now? The purse. Where did you say you found it? I didn't. But we found it in Maggie's car. Still parked outside the house. Why? It wasn't inside? No. We were all supposed to be at peace. Look. Are those... EpiPens. Three of them. And I bet they're labeled for prescription, too. Yep. Mark Lane. Danny Lane. And Maggie. There's also a bottle of antipsychotics prescribed to Maggie. Circumstantial evidence at best. How do we know she didn't just leave them in there normally? She, um... It sounds like you don't want her to be guilty. Guilty? (sighs) Calm down, kid. Guilty or innocent isn't for us to decide. All I want is enough evidence for a judge. It doesn't matter anymore. Damn. Don't worry, Doc. You might have just saved a little girl tonight. And all before sunup. And I'd say that's a pretty good first day. Hey, uh, Sheriff Crowley. Is, um... Are they all going to be like this? Like what? This ambiguous... Where we can't even be sure if we did the right thing or came to the right conclusion. Look, kid. I'm not your shrink. And I'm not your fucking mentor either. Figure that shit out on your own. But you shouldn't be surprised around here. Why is that? They really didn't tell you when you accepted the job, huh? No. Tell me what? We've got the nation's highest rate of unsolved deaths. Not for a lack of trying, either. Seems everyone here dies in some strange way. It starts to get to people. (sighs) And that's why no one wanted this job. Welcome to Springfield, Doc. Enjoy your stay while it lasts. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Why did you do it? If I can't get answers from the medical facts, then maybe I can get them from you. We were promised salvation. I... I was lied to. You lied to me, too. You tricked me. You know, the worst part of all of this is that you'll never actually get to stand trial. All of this just to solve an attempted murder by a woman who will never be proven guilty. How is that fair? Where is the sense of justice in that? What are you doing? And what is that box for? When I was looking through your purse, I saw your license. You had a heart on the back of the card. 
Which meant that you're an organ donor. Stay away from my body. Don't touch me. If all that codeine damaged your daughter's liver or her heart, she's gonna need a new one. I'll haunt you, I swear. Victim, Maggie Lane, shows undeniable evidence to the cause of death being suffocation and anaphylactic shock due to allergic reaction. Thankfully, she's an organ donor. We'll be able to harvest some usable organs for transplant. Don't touch me! You know, Maggie, saving your daughter is probably the best thing you can do with a life. And solving these cases is probably the best thing I can do with mine. Whether this curse makes me a better doctor or not. This is Vince DiGianni, creator of How I Died and the voice of Dr. John Spacer. I just wanted to pop in real quick and say a personal thank you for listening to our show. It's been a huge undertaking going through about five separate rewrites, multiple recastings, and a ton of time to perfect it. And we couldn't be more proud of the cast, crew, and everyone involved in working with the show. It means the absolute world to us that you personally took the time to listen and hopefully enjoy it. Now, before I spend an hour saying thank you, let me get into the credits. How I Died is an audio media original production, co-starring Vince DiGianni as John Spacer and Shayna Waring as Sheriff Fran Crowley. This episode featured amazing guest performances by Melissa Sheldon as Maggie Lane and Mike Lynch as the Grumpy Deputy. Audio editing and sound design was done by Vince DiGianni with mastering by Alexander Mark. Sound effects and foley provided by freesound.org are created in-house at Audio Media. The How I Died theme song was created by Mike Lynch at silentmikemusic.com. If you enjoyed the show and want to help support it, head to patreon.com slash howidied for bonus episodes, crime scene photos, handwritten case files, and more. Thank you again for listening, and until next episode, try not to die. Stick around after each episode for some director's commentary. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me get the recorder working before you start talking again. I've learned he's very particular about recording every detail. I like to get every piece of information for my report, especially if we're going to be out in the field. In the field, he says. (laughs) Aren't you glad just to be out of that dark basement? Can we start over for real now? Fine. It's Tuesday, 11.43 a.m. This is Dr. John Spacer, Sheriff Fran Crowley, and... Uh, My name is Hank Green. And you're the foreman? No, sir. I was just up here when it happened. Hmm. Now, Sheriff, where are we exactly? This is, um, a new build site for, uh, Crowley Construction. And before you ask, it's owned by my ex. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but you were gonna. I can tell. <laughs> Why do you- We're almost to the top. Right on cue. Audio Media presents... How I Died.
If you don't mind, I'd rather not look. Just hang out for me up here, Hank. We're gonna need some official statements. I don't know where I'm going. I'll follow you. Over here. Watch your step. We don't need anyone becoming a kebab. Huh? Come here. Closer to the edge. Just hold on to something and look over. Holy shit. Yeah. He's... Oh. He's been skewered by that metal rod. Hence the kebab. What is that sound? What are those construction guys still doing here? This is a crime scene. They can't be working. Like I said, this stuff doesn't phase people around here. That, that's insane. Someone is dead, right here. Everybody dies. It, shouldn't you be more concerned about your townspeople's safety? Springfield is cursed, okay? People die. You either get used to it, or you leave. Hank is pretty upset by it. At least he's showing normal human emotion. And you know what normal emotion looks like? Maybe not for here. Look, we've had six fucking coroners in the past year alone. This place, it isn't for everybody, okay? So before you come in here thinking you're all high and mighty, knowing what's right, why don't you just do your damn job? Yeah, loud and clear. And besides, it's not like he was murdered or anything. Poor guy just fell. And how exactly do you know that? Just some prelim interviews. Then why am I even here? Because... This is mostly an insurance claim matter. I need you to sign off on what happened. Me? What for? I need an impartial third party. The whole ex-husband thing. The insurance claims are going to want someone other than me to sign off on this. So, I need to know if there are any other things that could have set it off. Drugs, faulty equipment, malpractice, you get the idea. Wallace doesn't do... didn't do any drugs. Yeah, but why me? Couldn't you just tell me to sign the form anyway? (laughs) Are you kidding? It's barely been a week and I can already tell you'd never do it if I told you to. (laughs) Thanks. Anyways, look. The second problem is, is he's... Well, he's kind of stuck on it. Ugh, of course. Of course he is. Yeah, so, uh, I need you to get any samples and shit you might need now, and let my guys know how best to get him off that pole. Family is still gonna want a funeral. Um, I'm supposed to be determining cause of death, not working as a cleanup crew. Oh, Doc. You're the only expert in this county. So you're the coroner, the mortician, and the damn cleanup brigade if I need you to be. You got it? Fine. What can you tell me about the victim? Clifford Wallace, age 29. And everyone just called him Wallace. And how exactly am I supposed to get down there? We've got uh, a pulley system with harnesses. Everyone's supposed to wear them up this high. Wallace was wearing one, too. (laughs) Wait a minute. You want me to use one of those potentially faulty harnesses? The ones that could have led to that? This kind of stuff doesn't usually happen on the job. Me and Wallace have been doing construction since high school. This is the first accident we've ever had. (laughs) It doesn't matter. This can't be the only way down. You're a fit-looking kid. I'm sure you'll be just fine. You gotta be kidding me. 
Hold this while I try to get the harness on. Hank, while he's doing that, I've got a couple questions for you. Where exactly did Wallace fall from? Right, over there, to the left. And where were you? Just about uh, here. Uh, I, I can't really remember. It all happened so fast. I'm sorry to ask you, but can you walk me through it? Again? Please. Wallace and I were working here all morning. Stopped to have some lunch, and then we picked it back up. We were talking, and he said something. I, I wasn't looking. Next thing I know, he just fell. I turned around, and he was gone. I heard a yell, and then a, a slam after that, and it was so loud. I looked down, and there he was. It's still ringing in my ears. Am I needed right now? Otherwise, I'm headed down. Hmm? Oh. Have a safe trip. I think you're getting some sort of sick pleasure out of this, huh? <laughs> a little bit. Just know that when I fall, my conclusion is faulty equipment. I'm sorry about him. It, it's alright. Alright. Here we go. Come on. Couple more feet. And... There. Whew. This isn't terrifying at all. Now, how in the hell am I supposed to get over to those beams? Oh, great. Hey, buddy! Is all of this actually safe to walk on? You say something, Doc? No, not you. I guess I will just walk across these and hope that the harness catches me if the floorboards give out. <laughs> it shouldn't. I put those there myself. <laughs> that doesn't really make me feel any better. Wait, are you talking to me? Yeah, of course I am. Who else would I... Oh... How can you see me? Yeah, you're him. The guy in the beam. Looks like it. Wallace, right? Yep. Great. Oh, uh, my name is John, by the way. Uh, Dr. Spacer. I'm just here to figure out how you... Well, you're dead. Please don't make me explain how all of this works right now. I am very uncomfortable being up this high. Didn't they tell you what happened? I fell. Yeah, I can see that, but the why you fell is more important right now. What do you mean, why? I just fell. Alright, excuse me. I'm gonna draw some blood just to be sure. Sure of what? You've done any drugs, or if you came to work intoxicated? I didn't. I don't. No offense, but I don't actually have the best track record when it comes to believing exactly everything that ghosts tell me. So for right now, why don't we just agree that neither of us can see each other, and I'll go about my business. Alright, let's check the body here. Here. Have you ever been in love? Please stop talking to me. I'm trying to work. I'm dead. Humor me as the last person I'm ever going to talk to. I don't feel comfortable telling you anything about myself. Have you been? Fine. If it'll get you to stop talking, yes, I have been. What happened? It's none of your business. What does that have to do with anything? Just leave me alone. I'll tell you exactly what happened if you just talk to me. I don't need you. I can figure out everything I need to know just by looking at your body. You'll find out what you find out then, won't you? I will. The body of the victim always tells the full story, one way or another. 
The details will be on your clothes, in your blood, on your wounds. They'll tell me why you fell even if you won't, and then you can move on knowing that the truth has been found. I doubt it. And there. Got enough blood to run a tox screen back at the lab. Why are you doing this? Doing my job or ignoring you? You're so closed off that you can't even tell a dead guy, literally someone who will never be able to tell anyone else, what happened with your ex? He died, okay? Oh. I'm so sorry. Don't be. It was worse for him than it was for me. How did he die? Stop. Just... just stop. Just leave me alone for a few minutes. I need to check the harness for defects, okay? It wasn't the harness. Again, the whole being lied to thing. Not playing well right now. I wasn't planning on coming back down here now. I had just climbed back up and unhooked. <sighs> Note to self, there doesn't seem to be a broken clamp or anything. You really weren't hooked up, huh? Damn it. I'm not getting anything from this. I slipped. Not that I'm engaging with you, but you were telling me that you were standing close enough to the edge to slip off accidentally? Yes. Yeah, I don't buy it. With how long you've been doing this job, you knew better. Note on the record that the victim's shirt is ripped and his fingernails look dirty. Of course they're dirty. I'm a construction worker. I'm collecting samples of residue underneath the deceased's fingernails. I'm anticipating finding skin cells, but I'll have to check back more at the lab. I swear. I slipped. It was just an accident. Enough. I've had enough lies. Just go away. Let me do my job. Fine. But promise me something. And there it is. The reason that you've been trying to connect with me, huh? You all seem to want something, so what is it? What? Promise me you'll say it was an accident. Which means it wasn't an accident then, huh? No, not... it was. Just... when I tell you, please don't say anything. <sighs> At this point it's either... damn it. It's either you tell me what happened or neither of us gets what we want. Hank and I were arguing. I knew it. He pushed you off. No, he didn't. It was an accident, like I've been saying. I don't want him to get punished for an accident. It would ruin his life. And his accident ended yours. I'm okay with that. I'm sure your parents and your friends won't be. Why should they get a say just because they're upset? Because that's how people grieve. They need something to make it right, someone to blame. Is that what you did? <laughs> Clever. But you did blame someone, right? Yeah, I blamed someone, and no, it didn't help. Exactly. It's not going to help my mom feel any better. It would probably make her feel worse. Hank and I have been friends all our lives. If he's suddenly shunned from the family, too, it'll be like they lost two kids instead of one. So you think he should just get away with murder because you want him to? That's not how this works. I keep telling you, it wasn't murder. It was an accident. Until you give me actual details, I'm not just going to believe you on your word. Hell, even after, I still might not. I said something that pissed him off. Something I knew would piss him off. He's a hothead. He didn't think, and he pushed me away from him. I stumbled back and was too close to the edge to stop myself. I have to file that. I can't ignore it. He didn't do it on purpose. 
There wasn't anything malicious in his heart. And yet you're still dead because of it. Who are you talking to? Oh, nothing. I'm just noting details for the report. Are you almost done? Yeah, I'm, I'm headed back in a second. Please, at least talk to Hank before you say something. You'll see. God, I'll think about it. So not only am I out here climbing, but now I'm being asked to lie for a dead person. (sighs) Welcome back. What's the verdict? As much as I'd like to say otherwise, it's inconclusive so far. Although it definitely wasn't an equipment error. The victim's vest Wallace. What? You called him victim. His name was Wallace. Okay. Wallace didn't have a ripped clamp on his vest. It looks like it wasn't an equipment error. He wasn't attached when he fell. Damn. Guess my ex isn't getting a payout on this one. Seriously? You find this funny? Any idea how to get him off that pole? (sighs) You're gonna have to cut that at the bottom of his head and move him with the pole still sticking out. I can take it out back in the lab, but that's the best I can do. That's what I figured. All right. Are we done here? Can I leave? A little sunshine is good for you. Har har. Very funny. Look, I'm going to take some photos. You can head back down with Hank. Oh, and, um... I feel like I was a little harsh earlier, so thanks for your help. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Of course. Hey, Hank. Yes, sir? We can head down. Hey, um, so I'm I'm sorry about your friend. Seems like you two were close. Thank you. We were close. That's kind of why I have to ask. Wallace's shirt was ripped and he had skin tracings underneath his fingernails. You tried to catch him when he fell, didn't you? Uh, no. I was on the other side of the landing, like I said before. Huh. Hank, I know you two got into a fight. If I find your DNA underneath his fingertips, you're gonna go to jail. It was... No. You could be facing years for murder, or... Unless it's something else. I I tried to catch him. I didn't want this to happen. What happened exactly? He was just talking, and he wouldn't stop talking. I just got so mad, and... You pushed your friend off of the top of a building. I I just tried to get him to back up. I pushed him too hard, and... He slipped backwards. I did try to catch him, but I couldn't. I killed him. He's... He's dead because of me. What in the hell would make you so mad that you forgot you needed to be safe up there? He would not stop talking, and and the things he was saying... Come on, Hank, what was he saying? God, you're as bad as he is. He... He told me that he loved me. That he had always loved me. And I'm not gay, He's not. Or 
I, he wasn't. I, I don't know. He just kept saying how we were meant to be together, and how I knew I felt something more. And did you? No. I'm not. I, I don't know. My dad would kill me. I'd be the laughingstock of the whole yard. I, I just pushed him away. He's dead because I was disgusted or scared or, or something. You idiot. Your friend is dead because you were worried about what other people might say. Don't let them try to define you. He's, he's gone now. Yeah, he is. You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life, whether it's behind bars or not. I think I've got everything I need. Hey, Doc, my boys will have your body in a jiff. Whoa, tense mood. What, um, what you guys talking about? Sheriff Crowley, I... I'm, uh, I'm just getting to know a little bit more about Wallace. I, I doubt I'll find anything in my blood tests, and as, as far as I can tell, it just looks like an accident. Maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe chalk this one up to another unexplained death for now. But... Hank, don't. Don't try to blame yourself. I have a feeling that Wallace really wouldn't want you to do that. No, he wouldn't. Thank you. It's a shame. I know I make jokes about this shit, but it shouldn't have been him. Not this young. I'm very sorry, Hank. (sighs) Ending recording. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of How I Died. This is Vince DiGianni, creator of the show and voice of Dr. John Spacer. This episode is one of my all-time favorites, and actually the first episode that we completed. We knew exactly where the story was going start to finish in this episode, and I can't tell you how much it means that this podcast is finally out. It's been a long ride, and it took us about nine months to completely finish everything. We decided that we wanted to have every episode completely done at launch, so that we could offer a special deal up front. For only $10, you can have instant access to every main episode of Season 1 right now. That means you can binge the entire first season start to finish immediately. Just go to patreon.com slash howidied and sign up for the $10 tier. Think of it like buying a new CD, except the show comes with over four hours of entertainment plus other bonuses. Anyway, check it out, patreon.com slash howidied. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get into the credits. How I Died is an audio media original production, co-starring Vince DiGianni as John Spacer and Shayna Waring as Sheriff Fran Crowley. This episode featured guest performances by Rob Schwab as Hank Green and Casey Liston as Clifford Wallace. Audio editing and sound design was done by Vince DiGianni with mastering by Alexander Mark. Sound effects and foley provided by freesound.org are created in-house at Audio Media. The How I Died theme song was created by Mike Lynch at silentmikemusic.com. If you enjoyed the show and want to help support it, head to patreon.com slash howidied for bonus episodes, crime scene photos, handwritten case files, and more. Thank you again for listening, and until next episode, try not to die. And that's this week's show. Please check out the show notes for the How I Died podcast on sonicsociety.org and subscribe to them. The more we support creators of audio drama, the larger the community grows. And for Jack Ward and myself, we will see you all here next week. I'm David Alt. Have a lovely morning. Good day.
Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Addison is on the air. Do you love old-time radio? Yes! You know absolutely nothing about old-time radio. Also yes. Then Madison on the Air is for you. Follow Madison, a modern-day makeup influencer, as she zapped back into the golden age of radio. Every episode is standalone with a wide variety of genres to choose from, like Detective Noir. You put the dick in private dick. Superheroes. So I am in the body of the Green Hornet. Westerns. Saloon fight. Now this is a Western. Sci-fi. Dude, the Martian's got a freaking heat ray. Plus classic characters. Toto. Oh, I gotta get that dog into an obedience class. Really digging Dracula's OG goth style. <gasps> what if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Actual old-time radio scripts adapted. It's like if the MST3K Riff Tracks guys were in the movies they riff. Start at the beginning or jump around to any title that grabs you. New episodes premiere the first of every month. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.